I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest shares what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself. It's That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to live while I'm alive. That is my theme song. That is Bon Jovi. And you are here on a special edition of the Kick-Ass Radio Show with yours truly, Mr. Christopher Rausch. I am your host, and the reason why this is a special show, if you're tuning in live, you may remember, or if you're actually listening to the podcast that we do after the show on Mondays where we normally air live, we encountered a technical difficulty. Um, If you heard me uh, originally on the show that that, uh, very beginning, we had uh, our internet connection was being changed here at the house. And unfortunately, the provider that was coming out to change it was scheduled to be here in the morning. And unfortunately, they did not keep their promise. And they showed up late in the afternoon. And my other internet connection had already been dis- disconnected. So we had a we had a, a good old boy named Bubba. And I'm using uh, that as, uh, as a joke. But uh, Bubba was pretty much could have been a Bubba. And Bubba disconnected the uh, internet connection right in the middle of my show on Monday. So you can imagine the panic in my voice as I shrieked and I screamed downstairs and Bubba said, hang on just a second. We're going to get it back up in a minute. And I'm not even kidding. Uh, (laughs) So uh, that minute turned into a couple of minutes. And unfortunately, we weren't able to finish the kick-ass radio show on Monday night. So if you did listen to the show live or if you did already listen to the podcast, uh, you found out that everything just suddenly ended. So uh, in order to make sure that you got the rest of the information, because we were having a very intelligent and a great conversation with my guest, uh, Wendy McClellan, and we were talking about social media and business, and we were talking about different tips uh, for how you can grow your business uh, in social media. And we were talking about current trends and whatnot. And and Wendy was in the middle of giving her tips uh, when that particular situation happened. So I'm happy to report that uh, the internet connection is is great. It's actually even better than it ever has been. We actually did some testing on it. uh, So I'm very pleased about that. Um, So for those of you guys maybe that are just tuning in tonight, you didn't hear Monday night's show, my guest is Wendy McClellan, and she is a business pioneer. And as as one of the first small businesses to get online in the mid-1990s, her first website was chosen by the New York Times as one of the best biz sites on the net. She's an award-winning entrepreneur as well as a past nominee for Canadian Entrepreneur of the Year. She has spoken to over 10,000 people in live audiences throughout Western Canada and the United States. And today, she 
She continues to adapt and innovate while specializing in helping entrepreneurs to find creative success strategies through her workshops, presentations, and private consulting. And I can tell you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I, I want you to go back and listen to this because Wendy uh, was on the forefront of, of the internet and what was going on and has some incredible insights on what's going on. So without any further hesitation, we're going to bring my guest back on for this special edition of the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Wendy McClellan, are you here with us tonight? I am here. Thanks so much for having me back. Awesome, awesome. You are you are one of the first returning guests here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show, so I really appreciate your uh, your patience and understanding with technology um, as it is and, 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 be, and coming back here for this special show. And because and, I, I really wanted to continue the, the conversation with you. I, I'll be honest, there's been guests in the past that if I would have got cut off, I probably would have been like, oh, that's it. <laughs> but I was really enjoying our conversation about social media. I'm, I'm being honest. Uh, I've had some shows that have been quite interesting. <laughs> um, but we were having a really great conversation about social media. You were giving us some great tips on how we can use that in different platforms. Um, so I just kind of want to recap a little bit where we were talking about. And uh, if you would, you know, just in case there are new people listening tonight, because I just posted this live and I posted it earlier on Twitter and uh, in Google Plus, um, just kind of give the listeners a background on your on your experience and some of the things we talked about in the textbook bio that I gave you uh, that surrounds your experience. And then we'll kind of just jump right in uh, into the five tips again. Absolutely. Well, you gave me a lovely intro. Thank you so much. And uh, it's always nice to be called intelligent by a, a host. So thanks for that, too. Um, my story, I actually have been, as you mentioned, online for, you know, 20 years. I can't believe it's been that long. And I really am thrilled that I've had that opportunity because I was there during the very early days when I launched my first website. There was only about 200,000 web pages. And I mean, that today is just like that's peanuts. That's nothing. And I was there during the dot-com boom and bust and watched that all go down and watched Y2K happen and was very um, involved in what was going on with that. And, and now today, what I really love is, and I know this is scary for some people, but is the pace of change is ever increasing. And there's so many new opportunities coming along and the technology allows anyone to really build a strong online brand almost from nothing and do it in a way that suits their life and suits their schedule. If you've got a smartphone, you can build a brand online. That's all you need because you can record your videos on it, you can manage your Facebook page, you can manage your social media on it, you can do your email, you can create your documentation. Um, there's pretty much everything that you need in the palm of your hand today. So that's one of the reasons I love what I do because it's different every day. I'm always learning new stuff and when I learn something, I teach my clients it, I create a course around it, and I'm just always a sponge for information. I don't have cable TV anymore um, because it, I just found it wasting my time. So I'm always looking for ways to innovate and get information into my brain, whether it's great podcasts or books or YouTube videos. There's just so much out there. Can you tell I'm a little excited about my life? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're absolutely right, Wendy. And when you think about you know going back in time, I remember... Um, when I first was looking into getting into speaking and everything, and I thought, you know, I'm one of these lone wolves that likes to learn new stuff. And I remember you, cause we were having this conversation on Monday that, uh, you know, to build a web page back in the day, I remember a buddy of mine gave me this book, uh, Dreamweaver, and he's like, he's like, okay, oh, yeah. I'm learning HTML and he goes, yeah, it's kind of difficult, but once you get the hang of it, you know, basically you're programming this. And he gives me this book that I kid you not was probably the size of a dictionary. I'm sure you've seen one. 
And yep. he hands this to me. He goes, he goes, with this, you can make a web page. And he, you know, I got the Dreamweaver uh software box. I had to go buy a box at some place. And I remember just being lost in all this code. And nowadays, you know, people sit there and say, Oh, I don't know how to make a web page, but there, I mean, there's so many um uh, you know, free applications. I mean, I made a web page uh, with uh, GoDaddy, um, but now it's, I mean, there's really, like you were saying before, there's no excuse if you're in business or if you're an entrepreneur, if you want to do something, if you just want to do something like volunteering and you want to make a web page. Um, I can't remember, there's one Pix or Flicks or something like that. That's a free one. Oh, Wix. Um, Wix. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I personally had, uh, I hired a web designer for my, for my most recent site, ChristopherRosh.com. But you know, it's just it's just an exciting time. You're right. I mean, right from the cell phone, we can we can actually handle this, you know, this information and build this business. But one question I had for you, just I'm sure uh, our listeners might be curious, is you were talking about when you first started, there were so many pages. How many pages or how many websites do you think there are now in the quote unquote World Wide Web? Wow, that's a really good question. Let me hop on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I love Google. I love, love Google. I, I get people asking okay, me, you know, questions. A, and I know, I know, I get people asking me questions all the time, and I, I, I have actually a little um, template that just, I put just a little note thing on my laptop, and it just says, I think you should, you could probably find that answer if you Googled it, and I just copy and paste that, copy and paste that, because I want to teach <laughs> people how to find information. I don't want to always yeah. be the teacher. I want to learn them to learn. So anyways, as of January 2014, there's approximately... 861, 379 million web pages. Holy crap. Yeah. So wow. nearly a billion. I mean, I bet you this year we'll probably pass a billion. Wow. That is amazing. And I'm sure that's just going to continue to grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the exact date, but I remember that in 1995, they said that all the knowledge we gained in the previous um 150 years was now going to be learnable in the, the next 18 months. And now I think all the knowledge that we've already accumulated, we will double that. It used to be 90 days. Now I think we're down to like 30 days. It could be even less. So the amount of information coming out, and the, it's because people are doing their own research. I mean, we've got kids in Africa that have finally got access to the internet, and they're creating um, these amazing things that can um, desalinate water with no electricity. They're running lamps to light their homes on urine. I mean, people are doing wow. amazing things because we are so connected. And that's the beauty of living in this world today. Yes, you know, you can focus on all the crap that's going on, but if you focus on the good stuff, I mean, life is just incredible. I actually subscribe to a magazine called Good. And every month, it's all about, it's quarterly rather, every quarter, they talk about people doing really cool, innovative things in the world. And so I just encourage people to focus on that stuff and use your social media to promote that in your own way, whether it's like you say, doing volunteer work or promoting your business or whatever it is, focus on the good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Wendy. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting when I still find at, at this day, um, I'm nicknamed the no excuses coach because I can pretty much take anybody's situation and find and take their excuses and find a way to change their perception about the excuses that they're giving and try to find solutions. And it blows my mind still to this day 
that, especially with people with internet connections, and when they're like, you know what, Chris, I don't know how to do that. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have money to go to school. And I'll sit there. If somebody's hired me, I will sit there and I'm like, okay, what do you want to learn? And whatever it is they want to learn, I want to learn how to do bookkeeping, but I can't go to, afford to go to school. I'll go on Google and I'm like, how to do bookkeeping.pdf. And then a bam, there's like all these things that come up there. There's all these PDF manuals, how to do bookkeeping, uh, guidebooks that people have put out there. And it just, you know, if you go to YouTube, you can sit there, oh, how do I do bookkeeping? And there's going to be people on there. They're going to teach you all of this stuff for free. It just blows my mind that there's so many people out there that are just like, you know what? I don't know how to have good relationships. I don't know how to make my marriage work. I don't know what my boss wants. I don't know why my coworkers are mad at me. And it's just like, it's all there, people. You you just it just it blows my mind i, I use this example oh, oh go ahead no i was just i was just gonna say that i think a lot of it comes down to the way our education systems have been run is we've taught children how to memorize we have not taught them how to think and question and until we shift that we are going to continue to raise generation after generation of people that cannot think for themselves and cannot seek out answers and find solutions to their problems mm-hmm yeah, I mean, we're literally raising uh, the village of idiots. It's it's like we have more technology, more answers around us, all around us, and it just seems like we're the population's getting dumber. It, it just really blows my mind. But one of the things I was gonna I was gonna share with you was funny is I um, you know I've been preaching Google and 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 YouTube or whatever you know source you need to do. Even going to the old fat, I've had people tell me, well, Chris, I don't have a good internet connection. I'm like, uh, do you remember these buildings that were? Uh, oh yeah, there were libraries and they were free, and you could go there and you could read books. Yeah. Uh, I did that to somebody not too long ago who gave me the excuse like, oh, you know, I don't have internet and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, you can go to the library. Oh, no, no, no. Here's what it was. Here's what it was. I'm sorry. There was two different things. Um, this guy was complaining about his financial situation. And I said, what have you done to change it? He goes, well, you know, I'm working. I'm trying to pay down my bills. And, you know, it's not working. And I said, uh, I said, have you done any like outside learning or anything that can, you know, help broaden your understanding about financial savings and, you know, ways to consolidate your debt and everything? No, no, I don't, I can't afford to go to school and I'm not good at that. And I was like, did you, did you by any chance go to the library and like check out a book, you know, like financial resources for dummies or something like that? And he's like, no. And then he kind of looks at me and he goes, I hate talking to you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, yeah. it's just right out there. But but one of the things that I did uh, about four years ago, because I've been on this bandwagon for a while, is I was getting ready to move out of my house that I currently rent out to somebody right now. And in my spare bathroom to uh, because we only, it was just me and my wife. So we just used one bathroom is I hid the litter boxes. We had five cats at the time. So I lit, hid the litter boxes behind the shower curtain of the spare bathroom. And I put um I put stuff down in the bottom of the bathtub and, you know, secured it and everything. And I thought everything was fine. But when I went to go move and, you know, get the, get the bathroom ready to, to rent, I noticed that the covering that was covering the whole of the drain had moved and cat litter got down the drain. And I was like, oh, crap, you know, oh, no. you can't put water in there because the water is going to make the, the cat litter solidify and it's going to clog yeah, the drain. And yeah. so I was like, oh, shit. And then my, my little light bulb went off and I went, all right. I would tell somebody to Google it and God is my witness. Yeah. I went to my computer and I Googled, how do you get cat litter out of a bathtub? And sure as shit, there are lots of other people who are creative like me who decided, you know, cause people come over to my house. Like, I don't even know you have cats. Where's the litter box. I'm like, Oh, it's behind the shower curtain. 
they're like, oh, you know, because I had deodorizers back there and everything. And sure enough, there were people that had created uh, nifty little attachments to put to your vacuum cleaner to get down into the drain to pull the vacuum, uh, to pull the cat litter out. So, I mean, if you could find how to get cat litter out of a bathtub, then you can find anything to take your your life and your business to the next level. Um, I, I, I definitely uh, uh, show that. So let's uh, let's talk about, let's get back into in the swing of things. And and for those of you guys uh, just joining us, we're on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. We're on a special edition. We're talking with Wendy McClellan, uh, social media expert and strategist. Um, and we're just picking up where we left off with our conversation on Monday night. And... Um, we were we were getting into the tips, um, and uh, and helping everybody you know kind of ide- identify what they can do to grow their presence and, and grow their their business using social media and actually using a specific social media platform for whatever it is that they're trying to enhance. So talk to us about that, Wendy. Talk to us about the different types of social medias and where they're good for certain segments. Absolutely. Okay, so I just, I'm just going to do a quick little recap of what we talked about the other night so everybody that maybe that didn't have a chance to listen can, can understand where we're going with this. But first of all, you want to identify your ideal client. And that's really important because, as you just mentioned, every platform has different kinds of people using it. So we want to know who we're trying to reach, and then we're going to know, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to know the right platform to find them on. And I'll talk a bit more about those in a moment. And then one thing I, I can't believe I didn't mention was keywords. Um, what I encourage my clients to do is make a list of keywords and phrases that their clients would be using to search for them. So you yourself, Chris, are a motivational speaker. And so people would search for you under motivational speaker, coach, life coach. Probably, you know, if people know your brand, they're going to know kick ass. So those would be your key, some of your keywords and phrases. And coming up with about 100 of those. And the reason you want so many is because you're going to use those, you're going to weave those in your postings on social media. So have them somewhere where you can see them. So when you're writing up your Facebook post or your LinkedIn blog post or stuff on your website, you can use those because that's what people search for you on the specific social media sites and in Google. And then you want to make sure that you're on that right platform. So the, I guess we, the best thing to do is probably talk about the two that we use the most, which would be Facebook. Um, and it is the lo- largest social media site in the English-speaking world. So over a billion people use it every single month. It is massive. And I alluded to this on Monday night, too, is that the demographic that's exploding right now is 55-plus, with an 80% growth rate in the last three years. So if you're trying to reach anybody who's over 55, especially women, you want to be looking at Facebook. But the largest group of people on Facebook are women, 25 to 35. So it's really an important platform for almost anybody trying to connect with women. And then the next one that we talked about was um, LinkedIn, which is where I spend quite a bit of time, and I suspect you might as well, because it's a great opportunity to connect with other professionals, business organizations where you might go in and do a, um, a keynote, or professionals who might need your coaching services. And for me, it's been great to make media connections on. Um, I've gotten tons of radio and um, podcast interviews on uh, finding connections on LinkedIn. And I think we also talked about what should you post. Well, you want to make sure that you're posting really interesting stuff that people can interact with. And so I mentioned a little tip that I have, which is I spend about an hour a month searching the internet, using the keywords that I know my clients are looking for, and I find great articles on different websites. 
and I'll save them in Evernote. And then when I'm doing my posts, I've got a whole bunch of stuff in Evernote, which is a free tool, and I can go there and just pull out those articles to post on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever it is I'm posting that day. So those are kind of the things that we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. And I thought another one that you that you did that I actually practiced already was your tip on video. You want to you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, sure. Video is really what the future I believe of social media is going to be all about. Right now, over 40% of people who go online go looking for video. You just talked about going to YouTube to uh, solve your cat litter problem, and <laughs> people search. Yes. I love that story. I'm going to act, if you don't mind, I will give your name, but I'm going to use that story when I'm teaching social media because I just love it. Anytime, um, anytime, go for it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Over 40% of people that go online today go looking for a video because it's one of the quickest ways to learn versus reading stuff. So I encourage people to use video on their social media platforms, whether it's a video you do on your phone, which is great because you can do them quick and upload them right away to your social media platforms, or you do it on your webcam. And some people get, you know, a more expensive camera and they have a nice little studio set up, but you don't have to have all that gear. I always tell people, people aren't, you know, your clients aren't looking for a, a Hollywood production. They're looking for great content. So a couple of tips that I shared about how to get more engagement using video. One is post videos by people that your tribe are going to be interested in. So for me as a social media coach, many of my people are going to be interested in stuff that might come from, say, um, Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody else who's well-known in the social media world, Kim Garsk, other people like that. And so I'll post one of their videos on my business Facebook page. And in the description, I do a couple things. One is I use the word video. For some reason, Facebook right now is really liking that word. And so if you have that in your description, Facebook tends to share it with more of the people that are following you on your page. So as an example, you could say, here's a great video from... And then you name the person, but you make sure you tag them. So you put that little at symbol in front of their name. So that's going to highlight and tag them. And that way they're going to get a notification that you have um, tagged them. They will get that in their little Facebook notifications, which can do a couple of things. One, it may get them to come and look at the video on your page, which has happened to me with Gary Vaynerchuk. He has actually come to my page and said, hey, thanks for sharing this. And two, other people are searching for the name Gary Vaynerchuk, and so when they search, my video will come up and my page will come up. So that's... So Wendy, let me, let me ask you. Yeah. Oh, there, there's, there's a couple questions I have right before that because before I forget them. Um, number one, does it matter where you place the word video? Because what I did the other day is I just put video and then I put, I can't remember which video I put. I went and found something that I, that I really liked. Is it important where you place the word video or that you just use the word video? And then the second part is... Uh, is using the at symbol. So is it important to use like at Garrett, like his at Twitter sign or his at Facebook sign? Which which one would we use? Okay, great. Great question. So um, the word video from everything I've seen and tested, it doesn't seem to matter where the word is placed in the description. Um, now the at symbol, that's the reason that I suggest using that, it is the Facebook ad just so that you can make sure that you're actually tagging the person. Just by typing their name, it sometimes doesn't always work. That The tagging doesn't always work on Facebook. So that's why uh. they use the ad symbol. Yeah. Um, you may not have to. Maybe, uh, and it's weird. Like Facebook, I've done it sometimes without using it, and it tags them, and other times not. So I just, 
now I just tend to do it and it, just to make sure that they've been tagged. Um, on, on Twitter, I would tag them using their Twitter handle for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Those are those are great tips. And you know, while we're talking on the subject of, of Facebook, I, I I get this a lot. I see a lot of this conversation going on, and I think we briefly touched upon it, but I was going to delve into it a little bit more before Bubba disconnected my internet connection. Um, is you know, we've got personal pages, and then we've got business pages, formerly known as fan pages. And one of the things that I've run across is early on when I was starting the kick-ass brand is I paid for Facebook ads. I was like, okay, I want to promote the kick-ass guide to life page. I want to get it out there. I want it to be authentic. I'm not going to pay, you know, some of these services, all that other stuff. And so I spent quite a bit of money on Facebook ads, grew my list or grew the, the fans to over 7,000. And then now my post reach goes out to 20. And we were talking about the video idea to get it out to more. Um, two questions for you regarding that is what are your thoughts on boosting and what are your current thoughts on Facebook ads? Cynically speaking, I feel that in a way, and I wish I could prove this or disprove this, is I spent all that money on that Facebook ads and it almost seems like some of those people were fake. I mean, it seemed like there was a lot of fake things. I know Facebook went through and called all the people that hadn't been online in a while and I lost like a thousand people. But in some situations to me, it seems like That'd be a great racket for them to say, okay, spend money on Facebook ads. We create all these fake personas to, to like your page and we take your money and it enforces you. You want to keep doing because you're like a drug addict. You're like, oh, wow, look at all these likes I'm getting. But what are your thoughts on boosting and um, doing ads uh, on the business page? Okay. So just to give people some background who may not be aware of what's happening with Facebook reach, about two years ago, um, Facebook started to change its algorithm. Prior to that, say you had, I'm just gonna use round numbers here, say you had a thousand people that liked your business page. You could reasonably expect that if you did a post, even without video, that you know between three and 400 people would see that post. Today, it's exactly as you described. It's gone way, way, way down. And sometimes you look and you go, 20 people have seen the post and you're just like, what is going on here? So Facebook really has become what they call a pay to play model. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is riddled with uh, technical difficulties. We just saw our uh, guest, Wendy, just suddenly dropped. Uh, wow. Um, so <laughs> you, I'm just going to send her a message. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. This is just like the, uh, the show that's going to have to just keep continuing. We'll hopefully get her back on here in a second. Um, she is calling from Canada. I will say that we talked about her being the Canadian entrepreneur and um, what she's talking about really great stuff because it's confusing. I mean, you sit there and think, okay, you have spent this money to do these ads. These people genuinely want to be a part of your, um, your tribe. And then all of a sudden now you're like getting literally, um, you're literally, um, you know, 30 people. And Wendy, we have you back. You have me back. I don't, you know, Christopher, something is in the ether with you and I and this technical stuff. I don't know what's going on here. I, but know. This is weird. It's, I was I just, just sitting here looking at my, I was just looking at my dashboard and all of a sudden it says call dropped. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Bubba didn't touch my <laughs> internet. I, and I didn't touch anything. I didn't touch anything. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I think what I was talking about was, was Facebook ads. Is that kind of where we left off? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the how okay. now we only get 30 people that see it. and 
Yes. The pay to play. Okay, so, yeah, the pay to play. So what I've got a couple of strategies that I use to get better engagement on the Facebook business page. But here's a couple of things that I've learned over the past little while is I, I really, if I'm going to boost a post, I make sure it's a really great post. And I make, I often, if I'm going to boost a post or if I'm going to buy an ad that's really highly targeted, I'm going to do a, make sure it's a video that I'm boosting because the videos tend to um, really get much more play. People love to watch videos. So I will target the ads. And instead of, I did boosting for a while, but I just found I get better results if I actually go into the ad manager and actually create an ad and I target it. So I target based on other people's audiences. So I will target people that follow other social media people. I'll say show this ad on Gary Vaynerchuk's page, on Kim um, Garth's page, on some of the other brand names like um, uh, Kim Raluna's page. So I'll target people who are following other social media people. And that way, I know they're my ideal audience. And then I can target geographically. I can say only Canada and the U.S. and Australia and New Zealand. I'll pick the English-speaking countries I want to focus on. Because when you boost a post, you don't really have as much control over it. And that's why I think you may right. have felt you got fake, fake profiles. There, let me tell you, I see fake profiles constantly because I have a private Facebook group. And I must get about a dozen applications from fake profiles every day to come into my private group. Wow. Yeah. And you know, I've, I'm, and the group's only been around a couple months, and we've I've already I was just looking at the stats the other night. I've already blocked hundreds of fake profiles. So there's a ton of them out there, and Facebook tries to purge them when they can, but in terms of them um, getting them all, it's just never going to happen. So you have to kind of be on guard for that. So I would say, mm. go into the Facebook um, Ads Manager and create ads that are really highly targeted to your ideal audience. One of the things too is when I run an ad, I often have an end goal of getting them onto my mailing list. So I'll run an ad and I'll say, hey, I've just created this brand new video and I'd love for, um, I do it as a video and I say, hey, I've just created this brand new training video. It's free um, and just um, click here to, to watch it and to watch it, they have to give me their email address and that way it's building my mm. list at the same time. Mm. Awesome, awesome. That's great. That's great advice. Um, where do you think that where do you think it's all going to go because I know there's there's quite a few business friends of mine entrepreneur friends of mine that are giving up on the page and they're trying to transfer people either to their personal page or obviously they're trying to transfer them into their list. I have a friend of mine, uh, JB Glossinger of morningcoach.com. He was actually banned from his own community group uh, twice now and he's got a huge group, a huge following. He's a great guy. Facebook banned him twice from posting in his own private Facebook group page. So now he's like trying frantically to get people back into regular forums and regular communities. He's, he's struggling with that. Where do you see this all going? Wow. I've never heard of that before. That's crazy. Um, I He doesn't swear like me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. Here's the thing I tell people too with social media. Your website is the only social media platform you control. And the example you just gave clearly shares that with people, that Facebook changes the rules whenever Facebook wants to change the rules. And I doubt this would ever happen, but they, we could all wake up tomorrow and Facebook says, hey, it's 25 bucks a month if you want to log in. Doubt they mm -hmm. do it, but they could, right? So yep. if you've got all your eggs in the Facebook basket, you could be in trouble. 
which is why I encourage people to always be list building and get people mm-hmm. onto your list so that you can encourage them to, so that you can co- communicate with them on a regular basis. One thing I found too is I, I started this private Facebook group, uh, it's called Social Media with Heart, um, a couple months ago. And I get much better engagement in that group because people, be, it becomes more of a community. You know, people are sharing information, someone can ask a question, people give feedback, we have a theme every day. And I just find that the engagement in that group is so much better than I ever got on my page. And to be honest, I'm doing it, I'm always doing these experiments on social media, but I've been experimenting. I'm not going to post on my Facebook business page for a week. And I just want to see what happens. And I know I'm not going to get any engagement on it, but I want to see, does that decrease the number of leads that I get from Facebook? The number of people that reach out to me and say, hey, I want to work with you. Does that decrease the number of people that sign up onto my list? What actually happens if I don't post on that business page every day? So I'm testing that this week, actually. But here's a couple of strategy. I have a course I created called How to Get 30 to 100 New Facebook Likes Every Week with No Ads. And this course, if you do what I tell you in this course consistently, I can guarantee that you get between 30 and 100 new likes every week. So here's one of the strategies that I use. Um, and you mentioned using your personal page as sort of a business page as well. That's not a problem if you aren't pushing and trying to sell stuff all the time. If you're just you know, increasing your brand awareness, I don't have a problem with that. In fact, mine, that's what I use it for now too. Like I don't have a Facebook page that's just for family and friends. It's, this is my brand. Just like you, your name is your brand and your company. Mine is too. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are yeah. doing that. So... When people want to um, send, I get friend requests, obviously, and people want to, you know, connect with me on my personal page, I will go and look at their profile, and and I'm looking more carefully now because there's a a lot of fake ones out there, but I will go and look, and if it's someone I want to connect with, I have a little template that sits on my desktop that I just copy and paste, and it says something like this, thanks for connecting with me. Then I'll tag the person. I'll go and write on their Facebook wall, thanks for connecting with me, John. And I'll tag him so that he gets the notification that I've written on his wall. I look forward to your post. I'm learning more about you. Then I'll mention something like, hey, you've got some cute kids there in your cover photo or whatever. I've also liked your business page. And this is where I go with what Gary Vaynerchuk says, which is jab, 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 right hook, which means give, 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 and then ask. So I have Mm -hmm. commented on his personal page, I have, I will go and like his business page, and usually you can tell what the person's business page is down the right-hand side. They'll have a little link to it that this is my business, right? So I'll like his page first, and I'll mention the page. I will tag that page so that he'll get two notifications now, one on his name, one on his business page. Then I'll say, for me, because I'm driving traffic into my private group now, I will say, if you're not already part of my private Facebook group, I'd like to invite you to social media with heart. And then I give a link and tell them what they'll get. But what I used to do and what people can do now, and I encourage people to try this tonight when they're listening, is say, um, I've liked your business page so I can learn more about your work. I'd like to invite you to my business page for daily mindsets for daily inspiration, motivation, and social media tips. And then I have a link to my page. I can tell you, that I get, say, let's say I have 10 new people that I connect with, at least eight out of those 10 will go over and like the business page too. Wow, that's great. 
So super simple strategy. It just takes a bit. It does take more time, obviously. But for me, I really am about building the relationships on social media. And so it's not Mm -hmm. just about collecting numbers of people. And this is truly this one strategy. When you put it into place and do it regularly, besides getting the extra likes on your page, you're going to have many people private message you and say, hey, thanks for that introduction or, um, you know, really would like to learn more about you. Can we set up a phone call? Or I noticed you do this. Can I talk to you about that? I've gotten so many leads and clients out of doing this one little simple thing that I don't really see very many people do. No, no, no. You, what you bring up is a, is a great point, Randy. That's uh, something I've been doing for a while. Similar to that, I have a, I have a, in my Evernote, it's just a, it's called a, script and i will i and this is the question i have for you i would send them a private message because i'm a little bit conflicted because i've had people do that the, they'll uh i'll friend request them or they'll friend request me and i'll send them that and i'll say great and then they post on my wall as opposed to replying to my message and i immediately go okay they want their message to be seen by my people so that they get the traffic so what I do is I just private message them and say, hey, thanks a lot for the connection request. I really appreciate it. I look forward to getting to know you and, and supporting your kick-ass goals and dreams. What's hot and uh, happening in your life right now? That's usually what I do. So do you do you think it's better that we we post on their wall or send them a private message? That's a really good question, you know. Um, some people, yeah. I, I've only I have those every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, man, good. Give yourself a pat on the back for <laughs> I've only ever had two people get PO'd that I posted on their wall. And they said something like, you know, it's like putting a lawn sign up on a neighbor's lawn or something. And I felt because I'm already, I'm saying to them, I've liked your business page. So I've given you a little bit of a boost anyway. I hope that this is okay kind of thing. That's kind of my rationale. But you know what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do a test. For the next week, I'm not going to post on people's walls publicly. I'll do it all in private message like you do. And I'll see if I get a different response. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I, hey. I don't know that Yeah. No, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong answer to that question, which is why yeah. I always experiment, you know, and see what, um, what works best. And that's and that's really also another good good point good point for the listeners is is to try different things you know do tests and see what works with your audience and see what works with everybody uh, to 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 test those out. Um, one one thing I heard recently and I haven't checked this out is somebody said you could take your business page and you can easily turn it into a group. Now I have a group called Achieve Your Dreams that I started a long time ago when I was doing my Master Motivator stuff, which is my parent company name. Um, but is, do you know anything about that? If you could take actual uh, a business page and turn it immediately into a group, so you have that that better engagement. That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, let's see. Can you do this? Uh, no, you cannot. Yes. Yeah, that's what no. I kind of figured. Somebody had mentioned, and I was like, "That seems a little. That seems too big of a task because some people have a lot of people going on in there." But um. Uh, what was I just going to ask you? Uh, we were talking about Facebook. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I was going to tell you. I have a friend of a friend who had 5,000. This is a true story. Uh, had 5,000 friends on Facebook. Apparently he or she, we didn't know which one, which person it was. Um, they had posted something that was considered, um, controversial, I guess, which is, which kind of surprises me because I posted lots of controversial stuff and I haven't been bad, but apparently Facebook 
had warned this person and they were like, okay, what did I do? And apparently they did something else and somebody else, I, they think that they had somebody targeting them, their competitor was targeting them. And so they reported them again. And just exactly what you said, Facebook said, you're done. And she had five, I think what's, what's the limit? 5,000 friends you can have. Yeah. 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 5,000 yeah. would. So exactly what you're talking about. She lost her entire connection just like that. She couldn't get it back. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm always trying, you know, on my business page, it's like, you know, sign up here to get a free ebook, you know, trying to get people over there. Um, so I th yeah. was thinking about one of my next strategies is like, okay, maybe I'll do a video, uh, targeted ad to people, you know, just like you're saying, driving over to the website because yeah, you never know, you know, Facebook could change their mind and be like, yeah, you know, we don't want you to have access to your people anymore. And my friend JB, that very thing happened. He's like, I have no idea why I was banned from my own group. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I hear that a lot of people being locked out for like a week or two weeks and they, and because Facebook is so massive you're and you can question them, you're not necessarily going to get an answer right away. So, you know, the scenario of you having a good list and encouraging as many people you're connected to to get onto that list allows you to continue to have contact with these people and, you know, do a Google Hangout with them if you can't connect with them on Facebook or wherever it is. But um, make sure that you're building that list. It really is one of the terms I use is it's your gold mine. Because if you lose everything in your business tomorrow, but you've got your list, you can rebuild very quickly. But if you don't know who you were connected to, you're hooped. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so, so true. Um, I, I, I can't remember what, what kick-ass tip we were on, on Monday. Um, so, and we obviously are giving lots of tips right now and we've already given five, you've already given five tips just in the, in the time we've been talking here. What are some other ideas and, and angles that you want to share with the audience about your expertise and, and some things that they could possibly do to grow their business as well as, you know, potentially work with you on some of these things as well? Well, there's a couple of things that, um, that people probably don't always know about Facebook and just um, hopefully I'm not telling people stuff to already know, but um, one of the best ways that I found lately using Facebook has been using the Facebook groups. I have gotten a, not just my own, but other groups. I belong um, to probably 15 groups, but I'm really active in five or six of them. And I have a strategy every morning when I log on to Facebook, I set a timer, it's 25 minutes, and I check, first of all, check in all my groups, see what's going on. First my own group, then the other groups. Anybody need an answer to a question? Can I make a comment? Can I refer them to an article or a blog post? Can I be helpful? Then I will go and check my notifications. Is there anything in there that I need to pay attention to? Then I'll check the news feed. And then I will maybe make a post for the day. And then I check my private messages. And then I get out. And I, I turn off Facebook, literally, because if you leave it on, it's a big distraction. So I think if people can be more focused when they spend time on Facebook, they're going to get more out of it. And you also, I, I want to talk a little bit about LinkedIn, too, if that's okay, because I know that's a platform that probably quite a few of your listeners who are, you know, coaches and stuff would be interested in. Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, I had somebody uh, send me an email question the other day about LinkedIn and social media. Yeah, so absolutely, go okay. for it. Awesome. So like many people, um, I was using LinkedIn, been using it for years, but I'd never made a penny from it, never had any business come out of it. And last year I got really frustrated and I said, okay, obviously I'm missing something here because I know my ideal clients are here. You know, business owners, professionals, associations, places where I could go and teach and do a workshop or be a keynote speaker or get hired as a coach. 
And I just wasn't making the connections. And I thought, okay, so what's wrong here? So I immersed myself in LinkedIn, again, doing another experiment. I watched a lot of webinars. I read a lot of books. I talked to LinkedIn experts that I was lucky enough to know. And I realized that I just was doing LinkedIn all wrong, like a lot of people have done. And so what I did was I did what I call my five-day LinkedIn experiment. And over a period of five days, I implemented a couple of things, not a couple, maybe six or seven, things on LinkedIn that I had learned from all this reading and research. And in a period of only five days, I was able to go from having 482 connections, which wasn't bad, to 555, which is about a 13% increase. But my recommendations, those personal letters that people write to recommend you, like testimonials, I went from one to seven in only five days. My endorsements went up. My profile views went up over 1,300%. But this is the one that was most impressive to me, was when people searched the terms for my job title, I guess, like social media, coach, etc. I went up over 2,000% in only five days. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So amazing results in five short days. So I'll share with you a couple of the things that I did to get those results. First thing that I was doing wrong, which I see many people still doing, is I literally basically just posted my resume, which unless you're looking for a job, is not what you want to do on LinkedIn because that's not how people search for you. LinkedIn is becoming, um, I call it a Facebook for grown-ups. It's a more professional <laughs> network to kind of kind of awesome. give you the, um, the, the difference between Facebook and LinkedIn because I see a lot of people posting on, on LinkedIn like they would Facebook. Here's the difference. You go to a business luncheon. You post a picture of the meal on Facebook. You go to the same luncheon. You mention the luncheon you're at and take a picture of the keynote speaker and put that on LinkedIn. That's yeah. the difference. So it is more of a grown-up place, and so you want to post stuff that's more grown-up. So here's what you do to get more interaction and money on LinkedIn. One is you want a really professional photo, a headshot, be smiling, look happy, look welcoming, and put that great picture up there. In your title, I see a lot of people with their name, and then they'll go CEO, entrepreneur. Very few people are going to search for a CEO or an entrepreneur, but they are going to search for a motivational speaker, a keynote speaker, a coach, a social media strategist. So again, go back to that list of keywords that we created for Facebook and use those in your title for your LinkedIn profile. Then you want to write your summary. And in that summary, it's in the first person. It's not writing it as if you're talking about someone else. So as an example for my profile, I talk about the fact that I started my first business when I was 19 and talk a little bit about that. And then I talk about the evolution of my business and my company. And then one thing that I've done that I found to be really helpful is I identify in my summary who I serve. So I clearly tell people that I serve entrepreneurs and I tell them how I serve them, what I can do for them. Then I talk about um, sales managers, that I do in-house sales training about social media and how I can offer that. And then I talk about um, providing services to conference and event planners and business organizations. So what that does is that when those people show up at your profile, they go, oh, that's me. They, they recognize themselves. And so they, that is almost like an extra little check mark beside your name for them to reach out to connect with you. And it also gets rid of the looky-loos. It gets rid of those people that you never really would do business with anyway, 
But if you didn't have this on your profile, they're going to email you. You're going to have to email back. It's going to be a waste of your time and theirs. So write a profile in the first person. Tell a story. Write it in conversational tone and clearly identify who you serve. And that is a fantastic one, tip. That is, I, and I, did, I never knew that because people would tell me in, in the past, they write it as though you had a press agent write it and, you know, Christopher Roush was this. And then I would, then somebody else had said, mentioned the same thing. Cause I felt that was, I felt that was inauthentic. And we were talking about authenticity on the Monday show. And I was like, yeah. well, no, I was the one that wrote it. So shouldn't I, you know, no, you wanted to appear like you're big and you have this. And I'm like, I never agree with it. And I think I have changed it since then, but th I think that's a great idea. Yeah, people want to do business with people, not with, with um, companies and big brands anymore. And especially when you're like you and I, we, our name is our brand, our name is our business. People want to know who we really are. And it, is, it goes back to exactly as we talked Monday. It's about being authentic. And then what I do once I get people's profile all, you know, looking really great and their picture's good and their summary's good, is I teach them how to go and get recommendations and get endorsements and that kind of thing. But then what we do is we make a list of people that we'd like to connect with. And this could be a list of people with specific names, like maybe you know there's specific influencers in your field you want to connect with. Or maybe it's just people that, like for you and I, it might be marketing managers or sales training organizations. So we'd make a generic list like that. And then we can use the LinkedIn search to find those and reach out to them. So when you're reaching out to make connections, you don't want to just leave that LinkedIn template the way they have, you know, where it says, I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn. You oh, want yeah. To, yeah. And, you know, I, I get those every day. <laughs> and we want to customize it. So I want you to, if you want yes. to connect with someone, I want you to go look at their profile. Pick something out. So here's, you know, find some context, some common ground. So you could say, oh, I noticed that we both went to so-and-so university, or I noticed that uh, we have this friend in common, or we're both members of this business organization, or your colleague, so-and-so, said I should connect with you. Give people a reason to be curious about you. Don't just be the same yes. as everyone else. Now, once you've made that connection, this is what I call my silver bullet. What I do is after I make a connection is I send a thank you note. And it's mm -hmm. not just yep. thanks for connecting. It's very custom. And what I'll do is um, so, thanks so much for connecting with me here on LinkedIn. I'm excited to learn more about you. I notice on your profile that you focus on da 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 industries. Is there a specific geographic area you might be interested in? Please let me know. And if I know anybody in that area, I'd be happy to make some introductions for you. Then I'll say something like, um, just give me a little bit of background about me, and then I'll say, hey, I'd love to learn more about what you're working on. Could we set up a phone call or a Skype call? And that has gotten me clients, speaking opportunities, media interviews, and one story I'll quickly share with you is I sent this out to a woman down in um, Colorado, responded to this friend's connection, thanked her, and she said, with, like within five minutes of me sending it, she came back to me and said, hey, thank you so much. That was amazing, that thank you note that you sent me. You, you're the first person that's ever thanked me for connecting. Could I use this as an example in my communications course at the University of Denver? And I said, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, in the next few weeks, I was getting all these requests from students at the University of Denver to be friends. <laughs> and then she said, oh, by the way, I have a nationwide radio show here in the States. Would you like to be a guest? Well, yeah. So, you know, I, when I was raising my kids when they were little, I always used to say, do, 
do one thing, do do everything you do a, one little bit better than everybody else, and you stand yep. out because everybody lives at a level of mediocrity. And if you can be one step ahead, you will do extremely well. And that was a prime example of that. That is so huge, Wendy. I mean, I can honestly say I've talked to a lot of social media experts out there in the last three or four years, had a few here on the show. And what you're talking about is brilliant. I mean, it's 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 common sense, but it, it's exactly what you're saying. You know, go that extra step. When I learned that uh, a couple of years ago, the, the personal number one of the invitation to, to connect we're talking about linkedin uh, and number two if somebody requests me um i customized i definitely customize a response to that and it's similar to that but i like what you take what you say is you know you take an extra second or an extra minute or so and you go on their profile and you find a conversation point because that's what creates that connection that creates that wow this actually took that time as opposed to the 80 other 90 other percent that they get like okay thanks here let me sell you something so i think you're spot on yeah. with that that's that's brilliant yeah. And, and one thing I do too is, um, is again, identifying my ideal clients. Like we all get requests from people who want to connect with us. But for me, I have a list of three criteria before I'll accept you as a connection on LinkedIn. And one is, um, are they a potential joint venture partner? Because I do a lot of joint ventures, whether that's doing a webinar together or it's putting a program, a digital program together or whatever. Um, the second one is, could they be a potential client? So that could be an association. It could be um, someone hiring me as a coach, whatever. And then the third is, is it a media opportunity? If I don't say yes to one of those three, then I don't accept the connection because I want to build true connections, real connections. And if I have, like you see some people on LinkedIn that have like 10,000 connections. And I'm like, how the heck can you manage that? Where what is that? Why? Like I just, it boggles my mind. <laughs> so mm -hmm. be clear about who, who you want to connect with on LinkedIn. And what are your thoughts? I mean, we're talking about connecting and, and doing that. And I, and I think what you're saying is definitely valuable. I, I've been told in the past, like, you know, if you get these connections, you know, take them because it makes your social, what is it? Your social, uh, social proof, you know, that yeah. much better when people, when people start looking at you, they can go, okay, well, he's got, you know, 5,000 Facebook connections. He's got these and the other, blah, blah, blah. but what is your thought about, you know, unaccepting a LinkedIn request? Like I was telling, I think I was telling you on Monday night show lately, I've been getting this thing like, Oh, hey, Christopher, you know, they'll friend request me. And also, hey, by the way, how did you hear about me? Because one of the ways I was getting engagement was like a little bit what you were saying before is on Sunday morning as I would go into the groups that I belong to, speaker groups and coaching groups and whatnot, and I would participate. And then I would get requests. Out. And I would say, you know, by the way, how did you hear about me? Because in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, well, how these people are hearing about me is the way I want to keep doing this. And, you know, I'm now I'm probably saying 50% of the time, they're like, oh, hey, I saw you in this group and I thought you would be perfect for my coaching program. I thought you would be perfect for, you know, it's something I, I'm, I'm going to sell you this way to redo your website. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Because immediately I'm like, wait a minute, dude, I don't even know anything about you. And now you're just looking at me and I, and I understand it's business, but you know, like you were saying, yeah. take that extra moment to, to learn about them. Have you un unconnected with people on LinkedIn because they were like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, go after Wendy and see what I can sell her. Um, yeah, I have. And, what I yeah you and you can easily unconnect with people they don't get a notification that you've done it and you can just do it but I've had people you know oh. more as you as you build your brand you get more of them and people wanting like you say can I sell you a website or would you I had one guy the other night you know wanted me to refer his business refer people to his business and I said I only refer to clients 
my clients to people who I've done business with and I can vouch for. And he comes back and goes, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I went back and I said, you know, that might be <laughs> something you want to think about in terms of asking for referrals. Um, but in terms of the numbers, I, I do think you need social proof that you've got a good brand, a good tribe built in terms of numbers. But I also know people who have, you know, 500, 600 people connected to on LinkedIn, maybe 1,000 on Facebook, and 1,000 on Twitter, and they're making millions of dollars every year because they're connected to the right people and they're delivering the right message and the right product. So I think it's variable. I look at people who have, you know, millions of followers on Twitter and that kind of thing, and it's all about what is the message and what is your desired end game. Like for me, and I'm going to guess maybe for you, my goal is to build a global brand. And so I'm very strategic about how I make connections. I'm very, I'm focused right now on Australia and the UK and building my tribe in those two countries because I want in 2016 and 17 to go do tours in both those nations and um, speak. So I'm building my tribes there now. So for me, I'm building connections in those places. I get a lot of requests from, you know, Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. That's not a place that I have any interest in going. Nothing against Saudi Arabia at all. It's just not one of those places on the globe that holds an attraction for me, probably because it's too hot. But, (laughs) you know, I think for each person it's going to be different. Um, My Facebook, for me, I want to definitely keep building as many as I can. LinkedIn, because it's more... um, once you get to 500 on LinkedIn, they don't really let other people know how many people you're connected to. So I don't think it really matters. Right. No, this has been, this has been uh, awesome information, Wendy. I really, really appreciate you coming back on the show. This has been a dynamic conversation. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I just want to say this before I ask you the next question is I'm honored to have been connected with you and then you have being here on the kick-ass radio show. I really, truly appreciate it knowing how well you vet out, uh, and you do business with. So I really appreciate that. But what I would like for you to do now is, is share your contact information for the audience out there, because guys, if you're, when you're listening, really connect with Wendy, uh, because, uh, I can vouch for you, uh, not having personally worked with you, but uh, your 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 integrity and your credibility and your knowledge is top notch. So if you guys out there and want to take your next level, connect with Wendy. So where can they continue the conversation with you, Wendy? Thank you very much. I, I'm you and I talk every day on Facebook, so I feel like we're old friends. So even though we haven't actually done business together yet, I'm percolating in the back of my head some way that we can do some project together because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, so how people can connect with uh-huh. me? Uh, the Facebook, go to Facebook, and um, if you just type in social media with heart, you'll find my private group. Um, my last name's kind of hard to spell, but I will spell it. It's Wendy McClelland, M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N-D. Quickest way to find me on my website, um, you'll get redirected to my main website. If you type in 27, the number 27, 27stepstofreedom.com, because that's the name of my book. So um, if you type that in, 27stepstofreedom.com, you will be redirected to my main website. And that's got all my social media links and my blog and all my services and everything there as well. Awesome, awesome, Wendy. And for those of you guys driving, listening on your mobile device, all of this information is available on the Kick-Ass Radio Show website. So if you just go to www.thekickassradioshow.com, you'll find Wendy's information on there. And if you want to go back and listen to Monday Night Show, you can simply go to my, my website, ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C. 
com. Go to the radio show tab. You'll find a link to iTunes. You can go back and listen to Monday Night Show because uh, now you're going to get about an hour and 40 minutes with us uh, and Wendy. So, Wendy, thank you so much for being here on the show. I truly appreciate you taking the time and look forward to more of our chats and, and doing something possibly in the future. My pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. This week. No problem, no problem. You rock. And for you guys listening, thank you so much for being here on this special edition of the Kick-Ass Radio Show. I look forward to talking to you and uh, and hearing from you about this show. Uh, so until next week, I wish you guys all the best and a kick-ass week. And Wendy, love you. Thank you very much, sweetie. Have a great evening. You too. Bye, pal.